Welcome back to season two of Driving Performance. Uh, I'm your host, Tom Stray, the co-founder of Agile Media Group. Excited to introduce Rosalie, uh, the founder and CEO of Wild Wonder. Launched in 2020, Wild Wonder makes wellness accessible, starting with a better drink for gut health. They craft delicious sparkling beverages with live vegan probiotics, prebiotic plant fiber, and super herbs. Think kombucha benefits without the vinegary taste or refined sugar. Rosa, welcome to Driving Performance. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah. Really excited to be here. Of course. And uh, last Expo East, any uh, any final words or core memories from your expos over the years <laughs> as we send it into the distance? Honestly, I'm sad that this is over because I prefer Expo East over Expo West. It's just smaller format. We right. get to have more in-depth conversations with everyone. It's not yeah complete chaos where everyone is just swarming by our booth and right. grabbing drinks so it's nice to have you know longer conversations yeah west is like a music festival it's so <laughs> intense well want to quickly introduce the format of the podcast so as we are in a truck there are going to be a few stops along this route stop one's going to be origin stories founder stories all of the like inflection moments nature versus nurture and things that got you to um starting wild wonder yeah. Stop two, we will dive deep on Wild Wonder, um, talk about where it's been, where it's going, things that you're excited about. And stop three, we'll wrap with a game we call the Hot Box, which is a this or that style question game modeled off the hot seat. <laughs> and then we'll outro our wrap and go from there. Sound good? Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's get into Rosa's early life. So you have one of the most unique upbringings. And instead of me hashing it, why don't we hear it from yourself going all the way back to... Um, you know, being somewhat raised by your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. My grandparents raised me for the first 12 years of my life in uh, Beijing, China. And I mean, that's truly the origin of Wild Wonder. She brewed a lot of these healing tonics right. based in Eastern herbal wisdom, uh, really good for just overall wellness, not just necessarily focused on digestive health, um, but it's always very calming. And, you know, she would always greet me with a cup of tea every time I came back from school or playing outside. Um, so that really instilled in me the philosophy of food as medicine. Right. And I moved to the U.S. when I was 12 to Indiana, out okay. of all places. So it was, I mean, a huge cultural shock because I went from uh, one very non-diverse place being all like Chinese to another very non-diverse place right. being very the Caucasian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember like the first time I showed up in high school and like people were looking at me like I was from Mars. Like they've literally never seen an Asian around. And I went to a very large public high school. Okay. Uh, 800 people in my class alone. I can count the number of Asians on one hand. That includes South Asians too. So right. uh, just like definitely not diverse at all. You know, obviously I, after I graduated college, I lived on the East Coast. I was in New York. I lived on the West Coast. So it's uh, really amazing to see diversity and one of the reasons we're bringing this beverage to the market is also to bring more representation to the space. Right. Um, so, you know, it's really awesome to see a lot of the globally inspired flavors now. Uh, so we really want to bring more heritage inspired and gut healthy ingredients to the masses. Yeah. Uh, through something that's very delicious, like Wild Wonder. Um, I like to say this is a culmination of grandma wisdom with the concept of a California preview stand. So okay. very food forward, Love very that. delicious but delivering all the functional benefits. Awesome. And so what pulled you to the coast? Um, you said you lived on the East Coast and the West Coast, right? Yeah. So what was the catalyst to move out of Indiana? 
Yeah, I mean, I never wanted to live in Indiana or the Midwest. Uh, I was always attracted to bigger cities right. uh, with more culture. And so I started my career in finance. So I worked in New York. Um, okay. Actually, uh, that the other the other motivation for starting this beverage company is like I worked some stressful jobs from investment banking to private equity. I used to be on the investing side looking at, you know, portfolio companies from the early pre-revenue stage to the Fortune 500 stage uh, company. So, right. um and uh actually went to my doctor at one point i was traveling a lot as you know very stressful job right and he said you're the first woman who over reported her weight by 15 pounds and i said why would i ever do that and then realized i was you know not living a healthy lifestyle i was not sleeping well having right. some digestive issues and uh apparently losing weight so um yeah so i decided to look more into wellness, learn more about gut health, actually got my microbiome checked, uh, started just believing in gut health and really um, wanted to do something in the kind of health and wellness space. Right. Um, I'm a huge foodie. I don't believe in giving up taste for health. So after I graduated from business school at Stanford, I decided to do something I'm personally passionate about. It's really combining all these motivating factors, you know, the heritage element, the gut right. health element, uh, and just my love for food yeah. uh, to bring this to the market. Is your grandmother still with she's, us? She, yeah, she's living in Beijing. I'm actually going to visit her later. How proud is she? So I'm very excited. I, I don't know. I think she's pretty excited. <laughs> I she she <laughs> believes that my drinks are better tasting than hers. So okay. I, from that aspect, she likes <laughs> it. Um, I mean, obviously, this is not available in China right now. Right. So it's not yet. in the US. Not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. Uh, yeah. So one day we'll expand internationally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's happy that I'm doing something that's like truly meaningful. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I know it's sort of a weird question, but like who checks on your microbiome and like what are they checking? Oh my gosh. Uh, so there's, I feel like there's a lot of this is like hot right now. People probably want to do this. Yeah. And don't yeah. Know how. Totally. Um, uh, there's a bunch of companies doing this, and I want you know if you literally just Google microbiome tests, right. you'll see a bunch of them pop up. So I went with one of them that's based in California. They basically send you a kit at home. Okay. <laughs> you get like real close and personal, uh, and then you grab like it's basically take a piece of your feces and then ship it yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and they'll like Makes do sense. a bunch of lab testing and tell you okay, like compared to the population they've tested. Are you average? Are you above average? Like, do you lack uh, certain good, healthy bacteria? Right. Uh, maybe you have too much, like, bad bacteria. So they'll, like, basically do a bunch of testing to evaluate your overall gut health. Right. And obviously there's, you know, kind of the next step is how do you treat that? Like, are you lacking certain things that you should be eating and maybe supplements right. and whatnot? So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and as sort of a follow-up question, what is the difference between pre and probiotics? Yeah, that's a good question. I think like they get thrown around sometimes yeah. interchangeably. So right. I think sort of... generally speaking, there's a lack of awareness right. and knowledge in the space. People will think it's similar as, you know, good uh, for gut health. That's enough for folks to buy, you know, supplements or right. drink. Uh, probiotics are the healthy gut bacteria, uh, and prebiotics essentially is a food for probiotics to thrive. So, oh, interesting. You know, probiotics are alive, right? So, similar to humans, we need food to be fully functional, to be productive. Right, right, right. So, same thing with pre uh, probiotics. So, with prebiotics, they actually just run more efficiently. Uh, so, both are very crucial components of a healthy gut. Okay, got it. 
Yes, because I see some that only have one and some that have both. And it seems like having both sort of makes a ton of sense just so it can operate efficiently. Yeah, there's actually a, a supplement company. They're big. It's called Seed. So it's the okay. first to put prebiotics and probiotics, a more holistic way to approach gut health in one pill. We're essentially doing that for beverages. Uh, obviously, the kombuchas of the world that they focus on the probiotic side. I mean, GT started 25 years ago right. uh, to bring that knowledge to the space. And now there's Olipop and Poppy doing more right. prebiotic education. So, you know, we're not trying to pick size. I'm saying there's a more holistic way to right. approach gut health. Why not think, you know, don't have to worry about, oh, do I drink prebiotics and then probiotics? Some people actually ask of that, ask right. us that because they're like, well, it's called prebiotics. So do I need to drink it before, before or something? Yeah. Right, right. And uh, I mean, the answer is like, no, it's just, it's basically plant fiber. You know, it, it feeds the probiotics and makes them run more efficiently. Right, okay. And I have another question. Is there anyone who shouldn't be consuming pre or probiotics or is it sort of safe for everyone? And like, yeah. is there quantities? Yeah, I mean, good question. We usually, I mean, obviously if someone has like certain health issues, uh, if they're, you know, maybe it's pregnant people, we always, yeah, we always ask people to consult with their dietitian or doctor. Mm -hmm. um, if they have questions, um, we don't want to play that role for people, but generally speaking, it's safe. Yeah. You know, we have, Customers who are parents, uh, kids, uh, they all enjoy this drink. Yeah. Um, so, and it's also non-caffeinated. So from that aspect, you know, it's pretty safe. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, step two, I want to get in Wild Wonder. So okay. how would you describe Wild Wonder in your own words? Well, we are a delicious and bubbly drink for better gut health. All right. Love it. Um, and how many flavors do you have? We currently have five flavors. Five flavors. What are they? Strawberry Passion is our number one seller. Okay. Um, the other flavors are Guava Rose, Mango Gold, uh, Peace Ginger. Our newest flavor is Pineapple Paradise. Pineapple Paradise. Yeah. Okay, I haven't had that one yet. I'm going to have to stop by. Is we'll that, we'll is change that, that. This is the Mango, Mango Gold. Gold. Yeah. yeah. I love the Guava one. Guava was my favorite until actually recently I uh, got really into Mango, which is why okay. this is here. All right. So how do you, you know, let's double click on that. How do you think about SKU development and launch? So, you know, we've had a lot of different guests on the podcast. Some of them very into the science and the data and like, okay, what's a gap in the market? Other people going very focused on community and getting that quick feedback and doing yeah. like LTOs and things like that. So how do you think about SKU development? And I have a second question, like how, you know, a lot of people are thinking about building brands in the consumer space. Like, what's the right number of SKUs? How do, yeah. you, how do you figure out when it's too many? Like, you know, they, I hear a lot of like, let's colonize the shelf, let's get more space, you know, box out, stuff like that. So we'd yeah. love to just get into SKU development and SKU yeah. like logic. Uh, great question. I would say for us, everything needs to be on brand and our brand is rooted in culture. So that's a okay. heritage piece, right? Eastern herbal wisdom. And then it's also adopting the concept of a California produce stand. So there's two components in every... Uh, skew is right. the herbal part and then there's a the fruit part so in this one for instance is fresh fruit turmeric root with okay. uh mango puree got it and we want to make sure the botanical and herbal element pairs really well with the fruit element and that all makes sense okay um our flavors are essentially healthy twists on tropical sodas Got so it. you look at the flavor, you know, the lineup is all very tropical, right? Guava, mango, pineapple, right. strawberry passion, that's passion fruit juice. Um, so we want to make sure the herbal is there and the functional benefits is there. 
but then it tastes really fruit forward and really bubbly. So, um, and then the other part of your question is, you know, about skews. I mean, to me, you can have a great brand with just one product. Right. Um, look at vitamin water, right? right. It's, you know, Athletic it's just greens. One. I mean, yeah, there we go. Fairly it? simple. And it's also, you know, from a inventory management, business scaling, like it's much easier to have fewer SKUs. Right. I've seen a lot of brands that launch a ton of SKUs and then they have to SKU rationalize over time. Right. Um, you know, you always have non-performing SKUs, right? So we want to make sure that every time we launch something, whatever we really push, um, is highly productive on shelf. Right. And we actually like rank our SKUs and we look at, okay, what's not performing? Can we make some tweaks? So one of the examples is like Mango Gold, we launched it as Mango Turmeric. Okay. And based on consumer feedback, we responded to that and we actually uh, tweaked the formulation and we renamed it and then all awesome. of a sudden it performed better. So yeah. um, I don't think you need that many SKUs. We're actually very, um, I would say we're very disciplined in terms of launching new SKUs. Every year we only do about one. Uh, and that's usually after interviews, surveys, and we look at what people like and what's on brand for us. Yeah, awesome, okay. Um, so on the topic of launching, I know we talked about yeah. launching SKUs, let's talk about launching Wild Wonder because there's a pretty non-linear wild uh, launch story of, you know, the global <laughs> pandemic the yeah, and, world. <laughs> and now, you know, crushing in retail. So why don't you take us through what the lay of the land was when you launched it and how it's evolved since then? Yeah, yeah. So you probably heard the Shark Tank story. Yeah. Uh, we, <clears throat> I was really ready to launch in food service because I had a lot of POs, um, these very health conscious offices, right. they serve beverages and snacks and uh, large POs going on to like the Ubers and Squares of the world. Uh, I was super excited to like bring it to the health conscious offices, uh, really large tech companies and all of a sudden the pandemic hit. Uh, that completely wiped out that whole channel. So, um, you know, the business I imagined, which is like no longer is, exists. Um, and then we, I basically just drove my car and went door to door to, gosh, I knocked down probably over a hundred doors in about uh, a month or so. And, you know, the mom and pops around right, the corner. Independence, yeah. yeah. And sold the product into the stores. And I think by, so launched March, 2020 and, the other thing I did was I also like drove our a truck down to Expo West because that's where I was going to launch the brand. Right. Uh, I was going to build a booth, and uh, obviously the pandemic hit, so that show was canceled. So I drove it right back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> decided to just keep driving and go to all the stores. Um, I love that. But you know, by the end of year one, we were actually stocked in a hundred stores. Okay. And including our our local Whole Foods. So that's you know they oh, heard wow. about us. Um, they had basically two spaces on shelf and the local it, forager. Is it just like a local one? Don't they like do regional? Uh, local focus meaning like NorCal Whole Foods. Okay, I mean, got it, I'm got based it. in California. I'm basing in NorCal, San Francisco. Got it. So uh, we... That's pushed... a pretty big unlock. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the local forager discovered us. It's so funny. I'm like watching someone walking walking around with our uh, bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they really look exciting. Great. They look great. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, we launched uh, our local Whole Foods and uh, a bunch of stores and just started going from there, you know, obviously got a lot of feedback from the market immediately. We launched in a glass bottle. So I don't know if you even know, um, maybe if you search for Wild Wonder online, you see some glass bottles. Yeah. 
for first year we did that and then immediately learned that that's just not like as fast velocity and especially with COVID, everyone went more uh, online. So they were right. shopping online, they were shopping on Amazon. <clears throat> so we essentially said like, well, startup, we got to iterate fast. So right. we listened to our customers, we looked at trends and we said, um, let's go into cans because it's more accessible. It's easier for shipping, let's optimize for more yeah. online purchases, Broken especially given like, stuff. you know, the whole food service channel is closed. Right. Um, and uh, based on customer feedback, they liked our products because, um, for a kombucha, uh, you know, if you think about the glass bottle, they kind of nurse it over the day because one is vinegary, they're not gonna chug it, they're right. not gonna drink it that fast. And the glass bottle does feel like it's not as accessible. Right. And people were actually telling us with cans, it just feels more accessible and you can actually, you know, go through a bunch of cans a day. Right. Which to me is great because you increase the repeat purchase, you increase right. the velocity. We want to be an accessible brand. So we converted cans, immediately saw a huge impact from that, both online and um, on retail shelves. Yeah. Um, why glass in the first place? Was it an MOQ thing? I've heard sometimes it's easier to get started with glass. Um, that's a good guess. For us, it's really our first target customer. Um, or like the problem we're trying to solve when we first launched, it's actually for um, to make kombucha more accessible. So essentially, this is kombucha benefits without the vinegar. We okay. have probiotics, you know, it's a pre and probiotic drink, but uh, the thing that people know most about is probiotics. Right. No one really knew what prebiotics is. I mean, they still like are confused, right? Um, We're fixing so, that with this podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so essentially people are treating this as kombucha benefits without the vinegar. And uh, so we wanted to look like a kombucha as well. Um, that's how, people will see, okay, we can get wild wonder and we get the benefits, it actually tastes really good. Right. Um, so we launched a glass bottle so people understand what the product is. Um, but we quickly learned that, you know, the packaging actually was stopping people from purchasing more. And if you think about like the different occasions, you can go to a picnic, bring a can with you, right, it's really right, easy. Right. Um, we, you know, work in food service and hospitality and cans are just a lot more accessible. Yeah, awesome. All right, um, where in that story does Shark Tank fit in? <laughs> we uh, taped for Shark Tank late last year. Okay. And then it aired in January this year. Okay. So obviously that was a huge boost huge. to brand awareness. I mean, a lot, like a lot of people didn't know about us and all of a sudden we got this influx of customers from all over the country, yeah, right? Because before we really focused on California, on the right. West Coast. Um, and then so Shark Tank really brought some national spotlight to us. And that was just amazing because we never spent, we never spent money on marketing. Right. And and now we realize how uh, awesome and impactful marketing is. Yeah, I love that. And what happened for people who haven't seen it? Well, uh, the drink was very popular on Shark Tank. Uh, every Mark, shark... even like chug it, chug it or something. Yeah, yeah. So every shark loved it, and they all said like, "This is amazing." I mean, my first goal with Shark Tank is really for the the judges and the sharks who love the taste. Right. right? So we got to have a, the right product and a good product for people to like it. And um, Mark Cuban actually said, and I quote him. Uh, I can't stand kombucha. I can drink this all day long, and this is really good. I'll buy it. He was Flip holding, that. yeah, <laughs> he was holding a can of strawberry passion. He chugged it, and uh, immediately I think uh, online sales for that for that product just like just went that out skew? The roof. 
Well, oh my god, have, that's hilarious. We have like really good variety packs from Shark Tank customers that we offered. Right. So that's the our basically the the skew that sold the most. Yeah. Because we specifically bundled a Shark Tank variety pack. Smart. Smart. Out of all single skews though, Strawberry Passion is the best seller. And it's like by far the best seller because of I think because of what Mark Cuban said. Love that. Um and that's you know truly our number one. I do think Shark Tank was very impactful from a sales perspective because we were we went out of stock on Amazon within two hours of the Yeah, it's wild. And everyone then like went to our DTC site. Right. And so you got an investment. We got an investment. We got a deal from the guest shark who's the CEO of DoorDash. Awesome. So that was super awesome. And he was a shark that I was going after because he could actually bring distribution value totally. for us. Totally. So we're actually onboarding with uh, DoorDash right now. Wow. How yeah. fun. And, Very excited. Um, demystify the process for people who want like a peek behind the curtain like when did you how did you get contacted yeah how long was the filming like what are all the weird details that oh, might not be public yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of details and um i would say i've never signed so much paperwork in my life <laughs> um you i you literally have to sign you're right away for for everything i mean you, you know i sent in a logo i sent in a picture yeah because this brand was uh, inspired by my grandmother and i was showing pictures with grandma grandma had a <laughs> sign sign yeah to grandma? grandma had to sign a piece <laughs> of document saying that she gives away the rice to her image maybe would you like this i'm dead I, it's hilarious and my grandma's in china i, was yeah, like, I know oh, that's gonna be rough no that's so funny <laughs> And uh, so the whole process, I mean, it's long. Right. So they typically reach out to people earlier in the year. And the season, you know, when it airs, it goes from September to maybe April the next year. And there's two tapings. The ta There's one taping in July and there's one taping in September. Okay. And uh, basically they tape the entire season during those two chunks of time. Okay. And so in July, I mean, same period of time they probably tape like eight to ten companies a day and it goes for like 10 days okay. they basically fly all the sharks and all the companies there right, and right. they you know based intensely produce an entire show for two, these two periods of time um it's pretty efficient it's very efficient it's a lot of work yeah they have all these um people scouting companies um so someone actually reached out to us okay and uh pitched shark tank and said hey i think your company could be a really good fit Someone reached out to me actually during COVID in 2020. And at that time, this is when the world shut down. Right. Our co-packer even shut down for a month because brutal. Uh, people got, got got sick. So I didn't respond to them because I was like, well, we're not ready because we don't even, we need to make sure we our products are good and right. we're ready to scale. Um, so a year later, I reached out and I said, um, I'm ready. you know, this is, I'm fashionably late to respond, but I hope you can still listen to our oh, pitch. Oh, that's so funny. And uh, I, I, pitch uh them the the story that we have the product and they loved it so started going through the process and the whole preparation process takes about two to three months too okay so you get vetted on like literally everything the application process is also extremely long so right. they ask you you know anything from the last 10 years every place you've lived i think that's to make sure you're not a criminal or like yeah, you're yeah, legit yeah, yeah. you know um to you know financial information about the company right um to like how much money you raised because they also don't want someone to go in just for marketing right. they want people who are truly looking for funding totally, and totally. people who haven't really raised that much 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I got on Zoom calls with the producers once a week. Okay. Uh, go through the pitch, go through the staging, um, and talk through the story. And uh, you get a taping date. And and by the way, this entire process, every time I got on a call with them, they would tell me, there's no guarantee you could be cut tomorrow. Just because you go through this process doesn't, doesn't mean that you're going right. to tape. And just because you tape doesn't mean you get an air. Right. So there's a lot of risk involved. Yeah. But I always tell people it's worth it. Just go yeah, for totally. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, when, how much heads up do they give you? Like, there's obviously a ton to get in order before yeah. it goes live, but they also don't give you a ton of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're asking how much time do they give me before they told, before the air? Yeah. Okay, three, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So what were those three weeks like? Uh, well, we basically told our warehouse to start prepping for inventory. Yeah, yeah. We they everyone worked overtime. And, oh man! And thankfully, we are produced in the U.S. So like, just think about. Oh man! If it was international, have to do international uh, production, and if you have to get inventory in from anywhere outside the U.S., I mean that takes like months. So there are some people who really took a risk and said, okay, I you know they're gonna bet that they're gonna air. Right. And they basically prepped the inventory before they even got notice about right. airing. So for us, it's more let's wait and see. Um, so when we got notified, I actually, that was my Christmas gift. I literally was yeah. skiing in Tahoe, and this was Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I, I woke up to an email saying, hey, you're going to be aired in like the second week of January. <laughs> and I was like, well, it looks like Santa's here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> got the perfect Christmas gift. Yeah. Except but everyone's that also out of office. Everyone is on vacation, so I could not do anything for a whole week. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to wrap up by talking a little bit about um, the future of Wild Wonder. So yeah. where is Wild Wonder today? Where can people find Wild Wonder? Yeah. So we're in uh, close to 2,000 doors awesome. across the country. So we started, obviously, with California, West Coast. Now we've expanded to East Coast as well. So some of the retail partners we have include... Whole Foods, Sprouts, Wegmans, basically all the regional natural retailers you can think yeah. of. Uh, we also earlier this year launched with Target, so that's really exciting. Awesome. Yeah, if you go on, on our website locator, you can find a store near you. Cool. Um, what's been the hardest part of launching retail? Obviously, nationwide, a lot of things to think about. Um, how do you balance it all? What's been the biggest surprise for you? There's a ton of surprises. Um, I would say retail, I mean, every retailer is different. It obviously right. requires a lot of care. So, um, you know, sometimes is we can say we get a PO and maybe the stores don't get deliveries. So we had to, you know, actually we had to work with Target a lot on making sure there's no out of stock issues at the store level. Right. Um, so there's kind of learnings from every retail account based on the nuances about that retailer. So I think just because of the intensity of all the launches. And we had a lot of launches altogether. Like this year, we grew over 400%. So awesome. it's just hyper growth and the team is also small, small but mighty. Yeah. And uh, we all had to take care of a lot of different things beyond yeah. what we did last year. So I think it's a really great learning experience for everyone, um, but you know, they're just very hectic. So I'll say that's the biggest challenge is everyone spread really thin and we had to learn really quickly. Yeah. Um, and learn about every single retailer very quickly um, to make sure we take care of our customers. Awesome. Uh, two more questions. Mm -hmm. One, what's one piece of advice you'd have for people that are thinking about launching their own business, um, yeah. getting ready to take that leap? I would just say um, 
do something that you're really passionate about because the entrepreneurial journey is just full of ups and downs. It's very chaotic. And you want that, you know, you want something that you're deeply passionate about. So you have a North Star to really motivate yeah. you and uh, keep you going. Uh, I mean, there's just so many rough days people want to like, talk about. Yeah. I'm sure you know. So, uh, For sure. you know, I'm truly passionate about, about bringing representation to the food system, uh, bringing these heritage inspired and gut healthy ingredients to the masses. And that really drives me to, you know, take Wild Wonder to that next stage. Awesome. And then what's next for Wild Wonder? So many things. Uh, well, we are a national brand now. So our um, next focus is to really make sure we get from here to like, essentially, you know, going from 3,000 doors to 10,000 doors. Right. And it's not just about door count. It's really about how we perform on shelf. So I've always focused more on velocity than points of distribution. Right. We actually said no to East coast for a long time we said no to beyond you it's know a huge mistake people make beyond california california for a long time so um you know given like where we are in revenue versus how many door count we actually have like super high revenue yeah. per door um so that's always the focus is be top three in the category from a velocity standpoint right and uh eventually be you know the product for the everyday consumer. Yeah, I say uh, grow where you know is a phrase I love. I like that. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, all right, yeah, nationwide launch, awesome, but sometimes just a vanity metric if you're not set up to succeed there. Yeah. All right, stop three. You ready for the hot yeah, box? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Ready, here we go. Cold plunge or hot tub? Ooh, hot tub and then cold plunge. Yeah, hot, cold, <laughs> hot. Beach house or ski house? Beach house. You just said you were skiing during the shark tank. All right, we'll laugh. <laughs> uh, coffee or tea? Ooh, coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. All right, sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. D2C or DTC? D2C. <laughs> <laughs> that one's got some fun responses. Yeah. Neat or messy? Neat. Corgi or golden retriever? Golden retriever. Tennis or golf? Tennis. Pineapple pizza or candy corn? Pineapple pizza. Live music or DJ? Oh, DJ. Two. Sweet snacks or salty snacks? Oh gosh, salty. Okay, call or text? Text. Reading or writing? Reading. Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or TikTok? Oh, this is gonna really tell my age. I'm gonna go with Instagram. All right. <laughs> MySpace wasn't an option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dancing or people watching? Ah. Depending on where, also dancing. Okay. Cocktails or beers? Cocktails. Give up bread for life or cheese for life? <laughs> Can we do a combination of both? <laughs> Fair. Uh, board games or video games? Board games. Bet $50 on red or black? I think I've done black before. Okay. Yeah. Start early or leave late? Start early. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Playlists or podcasts? Podcasts. Okay. Speak to animals or speak 10 languages? Languages. Okay. <laughs> Telepathy or teleportation? Oh, that's a fun one. Um, teleportation. Okay. Trucks or billboards? Well, I mean, trucks, so trucks. <laughs> Receive good news or bad news first? Oh, gosh. Um, yes, bad news first. All right. Well, the bad news <laughs> is 
We're at our last stop of the show. So. <laughs> and what's the good news? There, I don't know. It's also over. <laughs> you could go back to your day. But no, this was a ton of fun. Thanks so much. I for, had so uh, much fun talking to you. Hanging with us. I wanted to wrap up by giving you a chance to tell the audience where they can connect and learn more about yourself, where they can find Wild Wonder. So take it away. Awesome. Yeah, Wild Wonder can be found at uh, Wild Wonder, Drink Wild Wonder. So that's the handle you use for all Socials. social media platforms so uh feel free to ping me on linkedin as well cool and where can i find it some stores uh well there's about lot three thousand three thousand <laughs> doors uh check our website drinkwhatwonder.com cool awesome that's a wrap all right Bang. great like job the, uh, that was fun i like the kind of the speed uh yeah thanks hope that so was I think, fun uh, there was like another